Howdy, cowpokes, and welcome to the Amazon Book Club. This week, we're reading Unwanted, Dead or Alive by Gene Shelton, the first Western in the history of the podcast. And that's, uh, that's all I got. Let's just read the book. My name's Austin Hanna. Howdy, partner. My name's Ganesh Sarma. Copy me. Howdy, gentlemen. Oh, yeah. It's all me, Shane. It's Shane. It's Shane Burke. We're doing funny accents. And this, uh, well, I mean, mine was serious. This week we're reading a book called Unwanted, Dead or Alive by oh, Gene Shelton. You're doing cowboy accents. The one and only Gene. Yeah, that's, you didn't get that? It's all right. You, get, you don't have, you get a 10 years, what they say. Oh, um, yeah. Ganesh. Before you read a synopsis of this book, I guess I'll tell everybody what we do on this podcast. You got a hitch in your giddy up. Huh? I am rocking and raring and ready to go. What we do on this podcast is every week we read a free ebook on Amazon Prime. We read the first page, the 25% mark, the 50% mark, the 75% mark, and the last page of the book, five pages of a book. And then... But why? TBD. We don't know what we do after that yet. Why? We're, we're still figuring it out. Why? You never I'll say why. Pass the time. You tell know. us the what, the when... Aware. All right. I mean, why? Well, I'm starved for attention. I need people to boost my ego and I hate working. So I want to make money doing something that isn't work that people are stupid enough to pay me for. Oh, that's a terrible answer. I'm just being real with you. What do you guys do it for? What are we doing this for? What do you get out of it? Huh? Answer me that, Ganesh. Just trying to spend some time with my two best friends. Who are they? I'll kill them. Shane. What? What do you, what do we do that? Why? What do you get? Oh, out of I don't know why. Okay, that's fine. That's fair. All right, Ganesh, read us a synopsis of Unwanted Dead or Alive by Gene. Who now? Well, first we got a voicemail. Who determines when things happen first or last? Uh, I do. I'm losing control. Fine, let's play the voicemail. Hey, me. I uh, just wanted to give you a heads up. I went to uh, the doctor. Um, and he said that I am negative, so I think that that means that. Tonight, you should put on your best, uh, <laughs> you know, and because uh, it's time to get it on. <laughs> All right. Well, I love you. All right. <laughs> Thinking about you. All right. Smooches. Bye bye. Morris, I told you don't call the podcast, man. You have my personal number. Leave my friends out of it. But thanks. Love you too, babe. Ganesh, can we read the synopsis of the freaking book already? Can we do that? Can you do this that for is me? Unwanted. Dead or alive. Unwanted. Dead or alive. <laughs> Nailed it. Seamless. We'll get better at it over the course of the show. We'll surely sing that a hundred times. By Gene Shelton. Oh, yeah. Ganesh gave us a glass of wine before the episode. I don't know what this is about. If he's trying to seduce us or woo us, but I think it's feeling no, loose. No. I think it's a peace it's offering. Juice. It's a peace offering. We were, uh, we were having a horrible feud behind the scenes he's sharing the blood yeah that's true for months now ganesh has been a huge diva and he's finally paid it back by giving us a nice bottle of red what is it ganesh what year is this? it tastes a little strange this is a 2019 made uh. last week mm, fresh that's <laughs> how i like my you wine love a nice you don't want it to spoil mm. it's delicious thank you ganesh we love you framed for cattle rustling and a horse make theft it, make it a white it's maybe, summer i'm gonna need a chardonnay my friend maybe a little something with bubbles mm. Mm. you'll do better next time a lambrusco would be good framed for cattle rustling and horse theft by the corrupt banker who foreclosed on their employer's ranch i'll be goddamn Buck and Dobie find themselves out of work, out of cash, and out of luck. I'm sorry, did you say Dobie? Dobie. There was a dog in my neighborhood growing up, and we called him Lil Dobie. Come on, Shane. Because he was a miniature pincher, a little tiny Doberman. Lil Dobie. Lil Dobie. Lil Dobie, he'd bring you, like, sticks and dead rats and stuff. No, he'd just come and bark at us. You guys toss him in the stew. And we're like, go away, Lil Dobie. Go, you, go, you gonna get out of your little Dobie. Yeah, you gonna get old Dobie. You can get out of your Dobie, I'll throw rocks at you. So they decided to try and live up to their reputation as wanted men. An idea easier said than done. Buck Hawkins and Dobie Garrett are a pair of cowboys <laughs> in the Garrett. Texas Panthers. 
panhandle. Oh, oh, it's a panhandle. Yeah. Don't know much. I don't know much about no panhandle. They're unlikely outlaws until their ranch is stolen and the two cowhands framed for rustling and horse theft by a crooked banker. Damn it. Now, with a price on their heads and haunted by the law, the two cowboys decide that if they have to ride the outlaw trail, they might as well be the best holdup artists in Texas. Ooh-wee, now we're talking. Problem is, you see, they aren't all that good at the trade. Oh, just when they thought it couldn't get worse. Don't spoil it all in the summary. I'll, I'll the stop whole, there. Is this the whole story stopping there in the synopsis? <laughs> this guy's got to learn to uh, show and not tell. Okay, let's jump in now to the first page of... Uh... <laughs> Unwanted, dead or alive. Oh. Unwanted, dead or alive. It's a heavy string. Is it really? That's what that sound was. What else could it have been? Oh my god, we just heard that cat peeing for real? Did we get that on the mics? Did you record that? That cat just peed in high def. You want that for later? I want you to put that in the show. Audio, real audio of a cat taking a pee. Like you turned a faucet on. You can upload that to free sounds. Let everyone else uh, yeah. use it for their podcast too. Sure. Is that where you get your uh, stuff? That's the moneymaker. Free That's sounds. That's what he's doing on the side. Org. The moneymaker's free sounds. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Foley artist on the side. <sighs> Just all cat Well, pee. people sign up for <laughs> cat a pee, cat dump. But it's free. Okay. <laughs> makes sense. All right. Well, let's read the book now. Um, this is the first page of Unwanted, Dead or Alive. See, I want to say wanted. Unwanted, dead or alive. That's, yeah. All right. You nailed it that time. I feel good about it. Chapter one. Oh, yeah. Buck Hawkins had never known a bottle of whiskey to freeze. This one had... Damn cold in the Texas panhandle tonight. And he'd finished it just a few hours ago. He tilted his head and ducked his chin, an attempt to escape the wind-driven sleet pellets that threatened to shave the stubble off his left cheek and take his ear with it if the ear didn't fall off first. He'll pry my stubble from my cold, dead face, you goddamn weather storm. Along with various other Hawkins appendages. You gotta hate those weather storms. I that hate blow weather in. storms. <laughs> He had lost touch with his toes three hours earlier. My toes are gone. Is he dying? Is he, he's still drinking whiskey. It's though. just cold, Austin. They say that's good for frostbite. Did you get really drunk? No, you pour it on your little toes. Wakes them up? Yeah, they get drunk. <laughs> and you watch them dance. About a mile after his fingers went stone cold numb. At least they didn't hurt all that much now. Couldn't feel much of anything anywhere on his six foot one frame except mm. in his head. Big buck. Love this hulking man. And that was the one place he didn't want any feeling. The heavy throb in the back of his skull threatened to pop his eyeballs right out of his face every time his heart beat. Boy, not good. Got cut down on the cholesterol. The fur on his tongue tasted like it had come from the north end of a southbound jackrabbit. What? Uh, that sentence goes to I don't heaven. Even, not, not even heaven or jail. Purgatory. This what? sentence is... It's, so it's waiting for later judgment? Yes. The sentence could be good or bad, depending on how your life turns out. I'm leaning good. Well, I'm leaning bad. We'll see how it goes. But then Hawkins had to admit he was out of practice. It had been a whole three months since his last town weekend. Three months of 18-hour days, seven days a week, when he had ridden down two or three horses between sunup and sundown worn out two mule hitches hauling hay and chopping ice to save as many cattle as he could. Well, that'll do something to you. That's hard riding. Yeah, no thank you. Can I get those sores? Get an office job. Telemarketing. Easy. A man couldn't expect to neglect his habits that long and not be hurting for some after he had to catch up all at once. Especially in a town like Mobiti. Catch me down, Mobiti. I'm a Mobiti. You know down in the panhandle. I'm, I'm down, Mobiti. Nursing my whiskey and my ailments. He had tried to drink all the whiskey and sample most of the women in every saloon. Mm. Oh, Buck. Come on. In the panhandle. He'd given it his best shot. <laughs> But there had still been plenty of each when he'd ridden out at first light this morning, or what passed for first light under the solid cover of dark gray clouds. What passed for first It's still dark out. Hawkins squinted through the swirling sleet and blowing snow with the stocky man riding alongside. Mm, is that Santa Claus? Dobie Garrett looked like a badger in a bear coat humped up against the wind. So he's little. Mm. 
Little Doby. Little Doby. But his clothes are big. Is he like the house elf? Little Doby. Is this wearing Dobby? The big clothes. Yeah. No, that's Dobby. <laughs> that's Dobby. And that's copyright. Doby <laughs> had one edge on him, Hawkins thought. There wasn't near as much of Garrett to freeze, at least from top to bottom. He's small. Now, side to side was a different well, slab of bacon. It seems good, though. I mean, worse. Smaller, it's easier to freeze, I'd imagine. Oh, yeah. Little tiny guys freeze outside all the time. Oh, for sure. Doby stood barely 5'9 with his boots on and his <laughs> tongue too bad. stuck out. Jesus, only 5'9. Uh, that's tiny, man. In my world, tiny. I tell you, Shan. Huh? What did I taught you? Nah, 6'2". Ooh, really? Yeah. Two, huh? Yeah. Ganesh? I'm 5'11". Yeah, right. Just missed the cut. I'm 5'10". I think you're 5'10", too. I'm taller than you. You know, maybe uh, personality-wise, you might be. And physically. I mean, if I was <laughs> measuring by width as well, taller that way. <laughs> Which way is width? <laughs> Which like way is width? Like my shoulders? No, I have broader shoulders than you. These are big shoulders, fella. Carrying you around on this podcast. <laughs> All right, come on. <laughs> Let's take this off air. I mean, uh, like a like a fight. Yeah, my boyfriend Morris <laughs> is going to beat you up. But he mashed with Hawkins in the weight department at 180 pounds or so. Most of it in chest and shoulder. Mm, just so, like me. <laughs> some of it in the slight paunch that had started to hang over Garrett's belt the last year or so. Damn, small and fat. Tough. A little bowling ball, son of a gun. That's a little doughy for you. That's right. He's a, he's a bruiser. <laughs> call him the armadillo. That's a cool nickname. Actually. Dillo Doby. Uh, that didn't count the pound or so of ice and Garrett's thick handlebar mustache. Hell yeah. Garrett sounds kind of cool. Doby was maybe 10 or 12 years older than Buck's 25. 37. That's uh, quick math. Nice. Get regular Albert Einstein over here. But looked like he might be going on 50 with his leathery skin, gray streaked hair, bowed legs, <laughs> Jesus, twisted are, shoulder, and are, bum hip. This is the little one? Doby. Doby. Little Doby with the bum hip and the bow legs Damn and the little body and the fat Dobie. paunch and the gray hair. So many descriptions of Doby. And I've bum come, hip. I've come to love him with the bum hip. From forking too many green bronx and tangling with too many wild cattle. Can you handle that? I'm forking my bronx daily, nightly. I like this guy. I hope he has a little limp. Just saying. You are rooting for him to have a uh, disability of some sort. He already has the disability. He's got a number of them from what I can hear. I hope it's something cute. He's dragging leg. He's no big big deal out in the panhandle. (laughs) Down in the panhandle, if you ain't dragging leg, you ain't dragging nobody. Yeah, if you got one good leg, you're doing pretty good. That's right. There's old little Doby dragging leg. I got my good leg and my great leg. Doby. Good leg's bad. Isn't it supposed to be coming up on March? No, I don't know. Garrett shrugs. (laughs) The motion knocked a handful of packed snow off the turned-up collar of his bearskin coat. How often does it snow in the panhandle? Oh, so I'm misjudging. In the winter. Florida doesn't really snow much at all. Nah. Panhandle's different. Panhandle might as well be Minnesota. <laughs> so far north. I think the panhandle does get some weather. Weather storms, even. Some say. Legend tells. Supposed to be. Don't feel much Yo, like panhandle it. Panhandle blizzard. Hagen's winced as his buckskin gelding's hoof slipped off a snow-covered rock. The jolt hammered up from Hawkins' butt along his backbone. My butt. Oh, no. And exploded in the back of his skull. Ouch. Longest winter I ever saw, Hawkins said after the pain had eased. Think spring is ever gonna come? Yeah, man. That's how it works. Wouldn't count on it. Garrett turned his head downwind and spat a stream of tobacco juice. Downwind, huh? This blow right back in his face, sir. Hawkins figured the spit froze solid before it hit. It left a 50 caliber hole in a snow drift almost as high as Doby's head. Let's stop there. Oh, fine. All right. We got some rough and rowdy cowboys. Mm -hmm. Seems like they're on the wrong side of the law, perhaps. So maybe they'll redeem themselves, become a couple of pastors. We'll see. We'll jump ahead now to the 25% mark of Unwanted that are alive. Okay, here we go. 25%. Giddy up. We're jumping into the unwanted dead or alive book. Jacksboro, Buck Hawkins thought, was mighty busy. Jacksboro? Yep. Biggest city in the panhandle. Do names of cities change over time? Or you ever come across a Jacksboro or a... I'm thinking Jacksboro's fictional. I'm hoping. Or this guy really ain't seen nothing if Jacksboro's the biggest city he's been in. What's the funniest city name you've ever seen? The funniest city name I've ever seen? Yeah. That's a question to be put on the spot with. I've always thought Upper Marlboro in Maryland is a good name. Yeah. Uh, B- 
but Montana. Damn. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Upper Marlboro. Plays. What's yours? Austin. Oh. <laughs> you know, I've never been. I am named after it. Really? The city of Austin, yeah. City of Lights. That's what they call it, yeah. It's the Big Easy, I believe. That's oh, the Big Peach. Mmm, delicious. Jacksboro, Buck, Arkansas. Chi Town. City of Angels, the <laughs> Big Apple, baby. Oh, yeah. The city that never sleeps. That's Austin, Texas. Right. Austin, Texas. Come on down to Austin, Texas. It's Charm City. Beautiful. The Golden Archway to the West. Mm -hmm. Austin, Texas. America's Playground. Right. He supposed most big towns were. Down under. Austin, <laughs> Texas. Yep. The sign at the edge of the town said nearly 2,000 people lived there. It seemed to Hawkins that most of them were out and that about half of them were armed. Hell yeah. It also seemed to Buck sounds that like all a, of them. Sounds like a well-regulated militia to me. Were staring at him. The clerk at the general store where they had bought the few supplies they could afford seemed downright suspicious. But he took their money and apparently hadn't called for the law. At least nobody had shot them yet. If you're robbing people, it seems like Texas is the kind of a rough place to do it. Everybody's packing heat. Terrible choice. Yeah. I would only rob like uh, senior centers. The heat packing capital of the world. Nope. Austin, Texas. Nobody's got guns there, right? What's a place that you would rob safely? Oh, not a senior center. They've got guns and knives. And, okay. They do? And yeah. they're not, they don't have anything to live for. That's right. Without they, uh, Yeah, they're reckless. Old people kill. Yeah. Famously. I made a mistake. Cold sweat dotted Hawkins' forehead as they rose toward the sprawling livery stable. I say that right. I don't know. Livery? Sprawling okay. stable near the edge of the town. His fingers felt cool on the reins despite the warm early morning air. He glanced at Garrett. The stocky cowboy rode relaxed in the saddle, lips pursed, whistling softly. Now, mm. little Dobby, what are you whistling over there? Whistling <laughs> <laughs> Dixie, I think. As if he didn't have a care in the world. Wouldn't you in the panhandle? I know what he's whistling. What? Jimmy Crack Corn. Um, and I don't care. I'd whistle that song that the rooster whistles in Robin Hood. How's that go? Uh, da -dee -da -do -da -do. That's the one. Can da -dee -da -do -da -boo. I imagine that's what you whistle while you're at work, I bet. I don't whistle while I work. I bet when you go to work, you wear a pair of overalls with one of the things I got, unattached. I got, I got three rules at work, my friend. I don't whistle at work. I don't hum at work. And I don't work. <laughs> I don't work at work. <laughs> I think that you wear a pair of overalls, and I think uh, you wipe your head with a dirty, oily rag, and you whistle. Huh. That's what I imagine. I do work around a lot of Texas tea. Mm -hmm. And I think at the end of the day, I think you go, it's quitting time, folks. Woo-wee! My overalls have a butt flap. You clock out, and the whistle blows. <laughs> I'm coming home. You jump in your big rock car, and your bare feet go... <laughs> That's right. You're a Flintstone. You are the most Fred Flintstone-like of the people I know. Me? For sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> are right. you kidding me? You've I'll got take that. You've got big Flintstone energy, man. BFE. You are rocking a serious case of the Freds. I'll take that. <laughs> Who are you, Barney? I'm yeah, definitely... That definitely makes you Barney. Man. I'm a Barney for sure. I'm not going to deny it. I'm All not right. Fred. I'm not a... I'm, I'm Barney. Yeah, I'm a... You know, I question myself. I have self-doubt. I'm a Barney. I am a introspective. Fred's loud. I'm brash, brash. Confident. Mm -hmm. Too confident, some may nah. say. You know what Shane is? Shane's oh. the dinosaur that they use to like wash the dishes and it goes like, it's a living at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Shane. That's exactly right. Garrett caught Hawkins' gaze, flashed a grin, and nodded toward the sprawl of buildings and corrals ahead. You ever eat Flintstone vitamins? Man, they taste so yeah, good. Man. What's up with that? Why do they make them taste so good? Because you're a kid. Yeah, but like, I want to eat more. It's like giving yeah. me one piece of candy and being like, that's all your candy for the day. Can you imagine? Like, I Which mean, was not my rule when I was a kid. I was allowed infinite candy. If you eat too many of those Flintstone vitamins, you're going to get yourself some kidney stones. Is that right? Is that and how it works? You have to go right to the hospital. You think because mm -hmm. it has the word stones in it? That's how it works. Was that on primetime? Flintstones? Yeah, in like the 60s. Yeah, I know. But yeah, sure, yeah. That was like... It was big. Yeah, that's like adults sat down and watched that. That's yeah. what yeah. Don't Flintstones and the Jetsons. Oh, yeah, the Jetsons. Boomers all ate paint chips and watched the Flintstones into their middle age. Did they ever make a live-action Jetsons movie? Um, I don't know, but they should. Where's that been? Because they, they tried the Flintstones and didn't quite take I made a sequel. The first one took John Goodman. Come on, Rick Moranis. Come on, Rosie O'Donnell. Come on, and who's the villain? It was uh, Rob Lowe, right? <laughs> Is it? I think it I was. gotta rewatch that. Does seem like the kind of movie he'd be in. What's the like, fresh uh, off his like why would underage there be a bad guy in the Flintstones? 
everything has a bad guy. What do you think? The Flintstones is just a story of yeah, people who get it along. It was like the corporate like, boss that was like he had a screwing boss. them over. Just yeah. like George Jetson had a boss made him come in and make widgets in the flying factory. There's always a bad guy. Come on. Like you're the bad guy of this podcast. <laughs> just kidding. I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> a little self-awareness. Turns out. Yeah, you could stand it. Give it a shot. <laughs> All right, just just rip you're it cut down. off from what? I'm taking that wine. wine from you. I had three sips of wine and I'm I'm throwing things. <laughs> I've got lipstick smeared all over my face. <laughs> His fingers felt cool on the reins. Mm-hmm. I read that cool, cool on the, the reins. Hey, it's uh, Emil Slattery's place. Uh, that old coot's the biggest horse trader on North Texas. Mm-hmm. Got his start supplying remounts for the 4th Cavalry back when Bad Hand McKenzie was chasing engines around her. Ooh, most likely, your kind of people. Most likely to be called a, an old coot out of the three of us. Oh, me. Yeah. Most likely to be called an engine out of the three of us. Probably Shane. He's dusky. <laughs> called a what? I'm sorry. Engine. Um, it's rough. You can't. That's bad. But also, like they put it, they throw it into movies. Still, it's like hasn't crossed the threshold. Do they? Kinda. Yeah, I like feel like you see that in like what uh, movies you watching? Oh, you know, 1998's Huckleberry Finn with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> was Sawa in that? <laughs> Seems like a Sawa. Could be. All right. Tom, can't put, I don't think I'm you sorry, can put Tom, JTT and Tom Sawa and in, in a movie at the same time. Why not? Yeah, the world will collapse. Melt the film. Power, baby. Cross the streams. You get an ultra high beam of celebrity coming right at your eye. You'd have to like dilute that with a... Uh, a, li- a Lipnicky? A Lipnicky, yeah. It's so like a teenage sprinkle uh, diesel and to, walker. Sprinkle in the Lipnicky to bring down the sexual chemistry between the two hot-headed 14-year-old leads. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm just talking like producers did in the 90s. What do you think? They got JTT for his acting chops? Is that bowl cut, baby? <laughs> That long flowing hair. He didn't get rich paying <laughs> top dollar for ponies. Have Put you, this kid on a poster. <laughs> He's beautiful. We'll ask for 30. We'll get Chevy Chase on the phone. We'll ask 30 for Quantrill. And <laughs> no, no Chevy. All right. <laughs> we'll ask 30 for Quantrill and let Slattery talk us down to 20. Oh, boy. Have you seen JTT recently? Sorry to just keep interrupting about JTT. He's small. He's small. Can I no, Google he's, it real He's quick? grown up. He's a big boy now. No, he's like... Well, he's slight. J-T-T now. <laughs> Jay looked at me like he didn't believe me. He is. J-T-T now. He looks right, so normal. Go, you thought this kid was going to go up to be, to what? be like a fucking... This? Yeah, that's what I said. You thought he was going to grow up to be like hot wow. to try. He's just like a normal man. Imagine being J-T-T when you're a teenager and there's growing up to be like a I wouldn't even guy. recognize him in the streets. Yeah, if I saw I'll that guy, picture. yeah, that's fine. He looks like he works for Geek Squad at Best Buy. Like, what happened to my smoldering JTT? <laughs> Sorry to speak about JTT like this, but, like, we're the same age. It's fine. Sawa didn't age so well either. None of them do. Nah, Sawa did just fine. He and was the in, he was in Final no Destination. Lip Nicky didn't age. He's the child vampire forever. Saw that movie, right? The little vampire. <laughs> it wasn't called the child vampire forever. <laughs> oh, I was wrong. Devin Sawa did not age well. Oh, that's him? That, was, that looks like a bloated Can you get him? That's... NSFW. That's a picture. That's of a, a better picture. That's a picture of a dead body. Oh, he looks okay there. Eh. Tanned. Wouldn't kick him out of bed, I guess. He should be rocking a signature hairstyle. That's what these good. These guys, which I call by losing the style, the butt, the butt, the butt cut, yeah, the butt cut. He's got yeah. a crack in the middle, and then two lofty cheeks. You took a hair. page out of Paulie D's book. He's been rocking the same child haircut for like the last twenty years. Paulie D from the Jersey Shore. Yeah, it's not even a child's haircut. It's like a GI Joe's haircut. He was 45 years old when he first started. Yeah, when he first hit the Yeah, scene. he's like 60 years old right yeah, now. Yeah, he's uh yeah, he's in AARP and his social security checks. Now Jonathan Lemnicki, correct me if I'm wrong Austin, mm. but I think you went on when we were in college. This is like 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. I know what you're doing. I know what you're saying. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you joined the Jonathan Lipnicki forum. Uh, yeah, I did. His on his own fan page. So I went on Jonathan Lipnicki's website and joined the forum. And I pretended to be Jonathan Lipnicki. I took his username and put like a dash in it. And I would post and say this really inflammatory shit. And pretend <laughs> What? <laughs> I would go on there. That's like a joke. It wasn't a secret. Shane knew about it. It was like, look at this stupid thing. I'm We'd doing. all watch you do it. I would log in. I had like a profile picture. It was like Jonathan Lipnicki's big <laughs> shining face. And like I would chime in and be like, hey, guys, just wanted to, you know, let you know that, uh, you know, I hate my mom and stuff like that. <laughs> and everybody would be like, you're not Jonathan Lipnicki. <laughs> and then like the real Jonathan Lipnicki would chime in and be like, 
I mean, I don't remember him directly addressing me, but he would also post on the forum too. So he would be like, no, this is people would see the real Jonathan. I was an imposter. I think I was banned shortly thereafter. Were there tens or hundreds of people on there? Hundreds. Thousands? Hundreds. Yeah. Probably over a thousand. Lip Nicky heads back in the 2007s. Yeah. That's fair. The Lip Nicks. He was still (laughs) the little little Lip Nickies. He was, uh, you know, he was still young-ish then. Still Um, fresh in the minds of uh, the Jerry Maguire fans. (laughs) You did something else that was weird. Because this was like in the age of where no one even understood really what cell phones were. Mm. And you, there was like some thread that leaked of like all these celebrity (laughs) phone numbers. And you, who did you call? I called a bunch, but Anna Kornikova picked up the phone. Oh, yeah. And I didn't know what to say. I was just like, hello? <laughs> then she hung up on me. Didn't get anybody else to pick up the phone, unfortunately. And all the numbers were disabled shortly thereafter. Yeah, this was like when the internet was still like, people weren't expecting like, oh, all my stuff could leak on the internet. And I took advantage of it. I'm a bad guy. <laughs> Sorry, Anna Kornikova. I apologize for running up that phone bill. I'm glad you finally can make amends with Jonathan Lipnicki. Yeah. And the little Lipnickis. If we're just going through weird shit I did on the internet publicly in front of you guys, you remember back when I would, we would, I would go onto chat rooms and like pretend, I would like get guys to chat with me and like pretend to cyber with me. And I would just write like, I would write really insane shit and just like, I'd be like, uh, oh, I'm cutting off your head now. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, no, babe. <laughs> Uh-uh. I think you did this, like, alone. No way. There were people around me. Maybe not you. Can you just thought? I don't know. I was doing all kinds of weird shit. I don't know what was going on. Listen, those are the Wild West days, all right? I've grown up a lot. Now I just say a bunch of stupid shit into a microphone with my name attached. Slattery's livery and feed looked prosperous enough. Livery. Hawkins, you don't even know. Don't even play like you. You don't even know. Hawkins thought as he pulled cornbread to a stop at the network of corrals. Cornbread. Cornbread's the name of his horse. Giddy up, cornbread. Come on, cornbread. No, that's a little, That's uh, Cockney cornbread. Cockbread. Anyway, continue. The office and feed store was built from native stone with a wooden porch running the full length of the structure that spread for a good 20 yards. The corrals were just as solidly built. Sturdy cedar posts mm. supporting heavy rails. That's my kind of post. And with it's water. You know that cedar smells good. Mm. Uh, 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 uh. And feed troughs. In each holding pen, Buck figured there were 30 or more horses and mules in various corrals. I used to love chopping cedar when I was a kid because it was chopper? so colorful. Yeah. It's like pink. What were you? pink. You got some red in there. Yeah. You were chopping cedar? Oh, yeah, dude. Why are you guys chopping weren't wood? You a, it it smells you a, real good, a young man. kid chopping cedar? In Virginia? Cedar, no. cedar is rampant in Virginia, man. I don't chop. Easy to get. I don't chop cedar or any other kind of wood for that matter. I was playing video games. Chopping cedar and harvest moon. Couldn't tell. Low polygon count. Just said wood. The two riders dismounted at the hitch rail as a swamper stepped through the front door. The worker wore bib overalls, heavy work shoes, and an expression that wasn't exactly down-home friendly. Mm-mm. Bib, what are you, a baby? Mm-hmm. Got a rattle, too? <laughs> I brought my rattle. Howdy, <laughs> Garrett said. You iron my rattle, boy. Slattery around. You buying or selling? I'm a rattler. That's twixt us and slattery, I reckon. The swamper stared at Dobie for a moment, then shrugged. Damn you, little. Wait. <laughs> you tiny, boy. You need a rattle. <laughs> well, wait here. I'll fetch Mr. Slattery. He went inside. You like the rattle, boy? The ham whippersnapper, Garrett muttered. Smart mouth and a customer. Excuse if we me? wasn't in a bit of a rush, I'd be tempted to learn him some manners. Mm-mm-mm. Settle down, Doobie, Hawkins said. Settle, get on, little boy. Let, <laughs> let's get our business finished and get out of here. Doobie, you keep to yourself down there. I don't like the way people are looking at us. Quit hunting buggers, Buck. Don't nobody uh, here know us from Adam's off ox. Rolls right that, off his Something must be wrong with that. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> Just reading what's on the page, fellas. All right. Just following orders. Emil Slattery stepped onto the porch. Hawkins thought Slattery didn't look like a wealthy dealer in horses. Mm-hmm. 
Looks like a poor horseman. He wore the same type of clothes as a swamper. You got mules here, sir. <laughs> sir. These sir. ain't no big. Sir, you look a horse. fright in your swamper's gear. And he had mud on his brogans. Your brogans are soiled, sir. And the stub of a cigar. Take your wares and go. The stub of a cigar nested in the corner of a broad, dark face, topped by a shock of white hair. He should keep that in his mouth. Mm, yeah. Not in the corners. Uh-huh. That's the ear. <laughs> Something I can do for you, boys? Slatter's deep brown eyes narrowed and turned cold as he stared at the two men. Yep, I got a top rope horse for sale, Mr. Slattery, McGarrett said. Thought we'd give you a first chance at him. A little tight twisted sorrel over here. He waved a hand at Quantrill. Sorrel walled his eyes and snorted. <laughs> oh, no. Not interested. Slattery said. Oh, Mr. Slattery, don't let his looks fool you, Garrett said eagerly. Them spurs scars on his shoulders is from back in his green bronc days. Why, he's downright gentle now. My cousin Judy could ride this here horse. Let you have him for 30. Slattery's eyes narrowed. I said I'm not interested. Mr. Slattery, I don't buy animals from outlaws. Ooh, called out, profiled. Ouch, finally some morals. Hawkins' heart skidded. The knot in his gut went tighter and colder. Now, Slattery, it weren't our fault. That Bob Wolf started the whole shebang. Weren't our idea he got himself dead. Let's stop there, Mama Mia, this is a uh, a rough uh, transaction. Man, they got to sell these Bronx. These Bronx got to go. I need the money. All right. You ever been there? Where? Oh, just trying to sell a horse to uh, a horse dealer. Horse won't take it. You know, you've kind of been there. You were a Jeep salesman. So That's like the modern modern horse horse. trader. Yeah. Because they even measure it in uh, horse hooves or whatever. Mm -hmm. How fast it goes. Somebody even say it's the modern cowboy. Cowpoke. The the driver is the cowboy. Aha, uh-huh. Ganesh, now I get it. Now I understand. You get it? I was wearing boots. I had a had uh, the belt buckle, had, had the belt buckle. old piece of hay coming out mm-hmm. your mouth. I had a lasso. Did uh-huh. you ever say I wrangled up some good Bronx for you, fellas? Yeah. To your customers. Ford Bronx. Beautiful. You're going to want them. Low mileage. Rustled them up for you this afternoon. Did you ever say that? Exact words? Take your silence. As a yes. Let's jump ahead now. 50% mark. Oh. Unwanted, dead or alive. cooking with some pure texas gasoline we're jumping into the 50 percent mark of oh, unwanted dead or alive can you just take it away chapter nine the chunky tick of the mantle clock seemed even louder in the sudden silence chunky tick like this and that's my clock and everything's bigger in Texas, even the tick. And to Buck Hawkins, the hole in the barrel end of the banker's revolver pointed at his chest got bigger with every tick. Ooh, somebody's got the gun to him. Hawkins tore his gaze away from the gun's bore and glanced at Dobie Garrett. The stocky cowboy sat ranrod stiff in his chair. A muscle twitched along his stubbled jaw. Tiny Toby with a twitch. Counter what? Garrett finally stammered in confusion. Counterfeit. Worthless. Fake money. Garrett came halfway out of his chair. What the hell you mean, fake? You trying to run a funny honest banker man? Hawkins reached out and pushed Doby back into the chair before he got them both shot. There's <laughs> nothing funny about it, Garrett. I the, am sitting. The banker's eyes were as hard as his words. Passing bills like these can get you 20 years in the state pen. Easy, Doby. Hawkins said nervously. There must be some mistake, Mr. Schmidt. Are you absolutely sure about that money? They should tattle on this banker. Mm-mm-mm. Tattle on your banker. I've seen enough of my time to know. It's uh, as good a job I've ever seen, but it's fake. Not, yep, no question about it. I feel like here's what I think about counterfeit money. And surely a million people have already thought of this. But can't you just like pretend you got counterfeited? 
I was using a fake hundred dollar bill and somebody was like, this hundred dollar bill is fake. I would be like, what? Somebody this gave one? somebody gave me a fake one hundred dollar bill. I would play the idiot. I would be like, ah, damn, I'm embarrassed. Sorry I about got that. Ripped off. Sorry about that, fellas. Let me take that back and throw it in the garbage. Let me handle this for you. It looks like I was mistaken. I thought I was given a real one hundred dollar bill. Yeah. I'm the victim. But here, take this hundred dollar bill. This one is surely real. Wait, that's fake too. Oh my god. This God. guy I met earlier, no, I tell you, called a better business. He had girl. something going on. I could tell, mm-hmm. but who does this in this day and age? Who goes to all the trouble? Anyway, it seems foolproof to me, right? Like use counterfeit money, and then when people call you on it, just pretend like you're dumb. Cops would be like, "This son of a bitch, get him out of here." I didn't know. Went to the bodega. I gave him a five hundred dollar bill. They gave me all these hundreds mm-hmm. yeah. for change. I was trying to buy a Snapple. Yeah, they all have Rico Suave on it. You ever get money back that's just like ripped in half and taped back together? Yeah, yeah I hand it back to him. Like, I, I don't want this. Give me well, real money. I never even look at it, and then like days go by, and then I'm like, "Oh great, How, where am I gonna? What am I gonna do with this?" I don't get change. I'm paperless, baby. I'm Venmo. Only. Half the places here only take cash. Mm-mm. I don't go to those places. I don't eat for days cashless you take zell i say that when i walk into stores all right you either got zell or you got good old-fashioned nickels (laughs) i got zell and i got nickels and i'm not trying to lose my nickels the office door swung open the deputy marshal stepped into the room and stored to the banker's side what's the problem mr schmidt that's the deputy marshal well he's not the full marshal so makes, makes sense these two just tried to pass some counterfeit bills tom the same kind of phony money that's been showing up all over kansas and missouri oh well then it sounds like hey i got caught in it too it's funny money's everywhere yeah there's more fake money than real money i mean geez, if they have that point it might as well be real money if there's more of it i feel like back then you could have probably gotten away with a whole lot of stuff what is money yes and people did yeah murder was way easy i'm not even talking about that i'm just talking about like counterfeiting for one i mean money wasn't even like the same everywhere you you're could, right people like check fraud was a thing up until like the mid-2000s yeah you could just write bogus checks that's a you, thing you still probably could do people accept checks i do send them to me <laughs> courtesy amazon book club that's paper though i mean I rip it up as a sign of a kind of defiance towards paper. Cashless only, sell me. Phony money. Garrett's words were a howl of outrage. Why that damned old cheating son of a... Shut up, Doby. Hawkins snapped. Buck became aware of the deputy stare. The lawman made no move to pull his sidearm. Where'd you get the money, Chance? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is good. Like my partner told Mr. Schmidt, we sold some horses and cattle, Hawkins said. Who too? Hawkins' mind whirled. There had to be a way out of this, but he knew the story had to be a good one. If it wasn't, they were headed to the pen for sure. Maybe the gallows when the whole story came out. Damn. What did they do? What's the whole story? With those bronks. Hung for counterfeiting. He claims to Garrett, silently pleading for Doby to keep quiet and follow his lead. Shut your tiny mouth, Doby. I've hung better men for less. Doby's too small to hang. He'll just blow around in the breeze. Now, Doby, we're just going to put you in a well. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Doby. We sold them to the Singletree Outfit down near Mobiti. He turned to Dobie. Oh. Ain't that right, Dobie? Mobiti. <laughs> uh, yeah, boss. Wasn't we just there? Wasn't we just down there rustling horses in Mobiti? Oh, uh, yeah, you got it. Isn't that where that big man gave us all that fake money? That we didn't know it was fake until we was just uh, we's, told we's about it? idiots, Dobie. I don't know money from a hole in the ground. The buyer was a big man with no neck. Oh, hey, what was his name, Dobie? You want to throw a little couple of descriptions in there. Make him feel like, oh, this is real. That's right. What was his name, Dobie? Totally putting the onus on Dobie. What's his name again, Dobie? These guys are improv Well, that was a uh, no-neck Nick. We're going <laughs> to... Dobie's about to yes-and his way through this. This conversation. <laughs> Understanding Yeah, yeah, flared. no neck and uh, two le- three legs. Uh. Understanding flared in Garrett's eyes. Oh, uh, Cassidy. Nate Cassidy. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. Nate Cassidy, all right. Uh, said he worked for some banker down in Albany that he had just took over the outfit. A uh, feller with a funny name. Uh, oh, Fince, Finsterwald. Uh, Delbert Finsterwald. They're overdoing it on the details <laughs> yeah. here. It's like, all right, you're lying. Oh, with the mercantile bank? Yes, yes, sir. That's, uh, yeah, that was it. Yes, sir. That was, uh, that was it. Mm-hmm. In Mobiti? Yeah. That, 
That has to be it. Mm-hmm. The Mobidi Finster Waltz. Schmidt winced as if he'd picked up a sudden bellyache. He snorted in disgust and glanced at the marshal. Tom, I wouldn't put it past Finster Wall to do something like that. Ooh, that old so-and-so. Oh. Old sack of beans. You know Finster Wall, Mr. Schmidt? Hawkins said. Don't I? Oh, I know him. He gives bank the banking business a bad name. Schmidt turned to Hawkins <laughs> what, and with all the fake money and whatnot. <laughs> That's the last thing you want your bank to give you. Schmidt studied Hawkins and Garrett for a moment as if seeing them for the first time, then nodded. Imagine being a banker and loving money so much. You just want to keep making more of it. I want more money and I want my face on it and I want it to be blue. That's what I'd say. Our money needs a little pizzazz, you know what I'm saying? A little pop. A little color. Like Canadian money. Dude, a lot of other countries have really cool money. The, the, the English money, the pounds. <laughs> Most money. The, the pounders. Good. Most money look good. Did you just say that? Yeah. What I don't understand is there's a lot of countries that have money, paper money that's just different sizes. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't like that. I like a, a common size so it all fits yeah. neatly in my nope. wallet. Mix it up. Give me a post-it size one. Oh, that's so easy to lose. Well, I don't know. Oh, you that want your money you square, huh? Yeah, it teaches you a lesson. You got to be careful. Mm, okay. You know what I think? I think all money should be Zell. Go to Zell.com and Zell me $10,000. Did we get a new sponsor that you didn't tell us about? Uh, I got a new sponsor personally, Austin Hanna. Zell. You guys don't get any of it. Oh, that explains your chain yeah, that we, you're wearing that says Zell me. It's, it's like a dollar sign with a Z. Yeah, it is. Cool. It's pretty sweet. I just got it at Tiffany's. Also, this fresh new tattoo on my bicep. Zell. What about that tattoo that says Tiffany's? That's, I guess, I mean, you know. Where'd you get that one? I got that at uh, Tiffany's. Tom, I'm beginning to believe these men are telling the truth and that they honestly don't know what they have here. He lowered the hammer and slipped the revolver back beneath his jacket. If you men took this money in payment for livestock, you've been swindled, sirs. Oh my gosh, I am a fool. Sorry, officer. That, I'll see you around. That damn cheating, son. Calm down, Dobie. Dobie, you, you little rascal, you better settle down, boy. Mr. Schmidt, do you honestly think we would be dumb enough to try and pass fake money at a bank mm-hmm. and in such a large amount. That'd be silly. Oh, the man's got a point, the marshal said. <laughs> Nobody'd be that stupid. Besides, I don't think these two are smart enough to even know about counterfeiting. He picked up one of the bills and studied it at length and then grunted. Good job. Looks yeah, real. That's a Finster Walder, all right. Says so right here. Seen one, you've seen a million of them. Well, let's stop there. Alrighty. Boys well, almost got caught in a crime. They, they wormed their way out. Yeah, they did. They're clever little sons of guns like us. Or I see myself in them. they sincerely didn't know it was real. They could have been that they were actually swindled. You never know. Um, no, they were nervous. You could tell they did something wrong. They knew they were doing something wrong. Yeah, you could tell from the large puddles of sweat on the ground. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And hmm? they were both peeing. That's, well, that's, you know. Subtext. There didn't were two need, separate puddles. One did, of pee, one of sweat. Didn't need to be said. You got to read between the lines. Okay, let's jump ahead now to the 75% mark. Right? 75? I want to be done with this. 75% mark of unwanted, dead or alive. How you doing, old I'm, partner? I have got the labels, because uh, I'm so excited for the 75% mark of Unwanted Dead or Alive. I know Ganesh is pumped that we just did. Here, follow my lead on this one. Like a rock. I've gone deaf. That's to be good, young, you know. Reminds me of my youth when I was like a rock. Oh, like a rock. Buck Hawkins slumped on the splintery wooden bench that served as a cot in the Albany jail, his head in his hands, and his heart in an icy spot somewhere under his liver. Damn, they're in jail, huh? Something didn't work out so good. Tough. Oh, don't take it so hard, Who partner. squealed on me? In Westerns, it always seems like guys can just walk out of jail. I mean, that is basically like how it was. It was just a building. Yeah. With like a guy nearby who was sometimes taking a nap and blowing his little hat up and down on his head. Usually very intoxicated as well. Mm-hmm. And like leaning back a little bit in his chair. Yeah, that's right. 
Usually the keys are in some very easily accessible spot. Yep. The keys are hanging and then you train a little mouse to go. You toss a little cheese over there. He gets the keys and bring them back to you. You unlock the door and you sneak out. Woo. No, you yell out the window at your dog, Milo. You're like, Milo, come on. And then he runs up the brick wall and you're like, no, better. Like the mask. And then he runs up and then you grab him. You're like, oh, Milo, good boy. And like, go keys, Milo, keys. And And then then he just goes over and he picks up the keys and he looks at you and you're like, come on, bring him over. And then he goes over and puts them somewhere else and eats a sandwich or something. And then you're like, no, Milo, come on, get the keys. And he brings the keys over and you get out. Then you're out of jail. That's how it works. there is a trick that you need to keep in mind. Okay. Uh, I've used this once or twice. You got to take your spurs off before you leave the jail. Otherwise, they're going to hear you. They're going to wake up. (laughs) They let you in there with the spurs. (laughs) You can hold on to these. Did you ever adorn your loving boots with spurs? Jib spurs? No, I was afraid I was going to like catch them on something. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what they're for. Yeah. They're not to be just worn around in modern society, really. But did you, you wanted to do it's it? It's like the wheelies of Western times. Toby Garrett stretched out on a cot across the small cell said, At least the sheriff didn't let Finsterwald hang us on the spot like you uh, Finsterwald's calling the shots now? What the fuck? You guys, this, they flipped the script on him. It's not sundown yet either. Damn, they're going to hang these guys? Hawkins heard the despair and the finality in his own words. Finsterwald won't quit. He has no intention of letting us stand trial. Garrett swung his legs over the edge of the cot, sat up, and scratched his scalp. There, hmm. yeah, old Delbert kind of out of sorts like that, he said. Uh, how come you reckon he fingered us as the gunnies that held up the bank? Hell, he knows us by sight, Buck. Uh, he knows we didn't do it. Insult to injury there. Just get Doby to slither between the... Hey, Doby, you crawl under Dobie. the cracks of the wall. <laughs> get out there. Run free. I know why he did it, Dobie. Dobie, climb on this little leaf, and then I'll let you set sail through the air. (laughs) Hawkins said softly. (laughs) And I don't suppose we'll ever find out. Even if Finsterwald can stir up a lynch mob tonight, we'll hang soon for sure. A hell of a way for a cowboy's life to end. Dobie, now just lay on my tongue. I'll spit you out the window. (laughs) Getting strung up for something he did. Oh, no need to fret and buck. Soon as the sheriff talks to Marilou, he'll know we didn't hold up this bank here. I wonder uh, where that gal's at. She should have done got this little mistake cleared up. Did they get framed? I thought they were criminals. No, no, they are criminals, but they also got framed for a crime that they did not commit. Damn, tough break. It doesn't sound like they're particularly good criminals. Seems like that was in the synopsis. When that old dusty rogue catches up to you. Mm. Never no good. (laughs) That's, you know... What they say in the panhandle. What's your cowboy name? Are you kidding me with that question? I'm asking. Shane, dude. Shane, dude. My name is a cowboy name. Because right. I was named after the fucking movie. It's no. a good movie, at least. I'm going to give you a second chance. Never seen it. Give you a second chance to not ask me that question. What's you your know? cowboy name, Austin? It's Austin, dude. Austin's a fucking cowboy name. <laughs> What's your cowboy name, Ganesh? <laughs> no, I'm on the other side. I'm. Uh, you are the villain, Austin. <laughs> You're like Yule Brenner <laughs> in Westworld. No, first time I've heard that. People are often comparing me to Yule Brenner. There he comes, the man in black. My stature and my bald head. And your gait. Mm-hmm. And my acting chops. If she has any sense, she's halfway to Mexico by now. Mexico. But you're going to have to get some more faith in your partners. Mary Lou ain't going to run out on us. I would. <laughs> And even if the sheriff believes her, we're dead men anyway. In case it slipped your mind, we're already wanted for murder and horse theft and uh, cattle rustling. play. Guilty on all charges. They caught us slamming noodles in the river. (laughs) I was thinking pool noodles. (laughs) Slamming noodles in the river. Noodle twisting. Pool noodles. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, oh, well, they didn't even have those until like 1984. Four. That's when you'd guess pool noodles. That's when you slam. (laughs) (laughs) If you're wildest guess that that's when pool noodles were. What would you guess? The 60s? I would say 70s. 78. That seems like a 60s thing, man. All right. Who's going to figure it out? None of us? I don't care to. Ganesha's going to do it. If no one looks, we're all right. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, when? it turns out the first pool noodle was invented in 1845. <laughs> These guys were slamming Here's noodles the in the river. When? Here's the definition of when. When was the pool noodle invented? 1980. According to Toronto Star, 
For Hartman, the inception of the pool noodle began with the creation of his company, Industrial Thermopolymers, which he founded alongside his father in 1980. ITP? Industrial Thermopolymers? They make the pool noodle? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. It's just tip of my tongue. I don't know. I'm a big ITP fan. Juggle L, you might say. Bad horse theft in cattle rustling. Noodle uh, Stage holdup, robbery, maybe even fraud and uh, counterfeiting. Oh, shoot, son. We didn't do none of that except Curly Wolf. Now it was an accident. Stage don't count because there wasn't no money in it and i got my dad's old man crawford said nothing since he was the one that had the funny money in the first place now good don't go all crying doby stood and stretched sure wish i had me a chew it just ain't decent not bringing a man tobacco when they got him locked up anyhow mary lou's still holding some of silas barker's money from the harv to cut she'll get us one of them high dollar lawyer boys why ain't a jury nowheres would think uh, we was the ones who stuck up this bank Hawkins shoulders slumped even more. Sure. All we do is convince 12 angry men who probably had money in the mercantile that even though we were planning to rob their bank, we didn't do it. Shared universe. Yep. <laughs> That's going to help a hell of a lot. Uh, that knowledge will be a real comfort when they put the nooses around our necks. 12 angry men extended universe. This is an offshoot. Let's a prequel. Stop there. Fine fellas. with me, fella. Let's do it. Let's stop there forever that's the end of the podcast no, we're never we're coming going to the last page oh okay i get it okay we're jumping ahead to the last page now of uh unwanted dead over all right let's jump in finally to the last page of Unwanted. Better life. Hawkins perched on the edge of his bed. What do you want, Doby? Been studying our own dad most of the whole night. Now, you and me wouldn't be no account for that Wild West show outfit. He pulled the cork on a fresh quart of whiskey and handed it to Hawkins. Fresh. Just brewed it. Buck stared at it for a moment, wondered if it was too early in the day for a drink, then decided he would just consider it late at night. He knocked back a hefty slug. I came to the same conclusion, Doby. It's no life for a cowboy. Mm-mm. Soon we'll say adios to Mary Lou. How's about we drift on up towards Singletree and Howdy W.C. Millhouse? So these guys are just pitching a couple tents outside Mary Lou's house, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, yes, sir. Uncorking some of that fine bubbly whiskey. That's right. Hawkins helped himself to another swallow of Doby's thinking whiskey. Oh. Fine by me. WC said we could have our own jobs back if we wanted them. Was everyone just drunk then? Yeah. How do you think you get through the fucking day when life's hell like that? I live in the desert with nothing to do. There's no air conditioning. There's no money. You ever look out a window when you're in a plane and you're like, how the fuck did people walk all this way? I don't, I mean, I don't think everybody walked the whole way. How do how do people <laughs> all fucking sit in a wagon this far? Okay, now that... Sure. Yeah, I, I agree. When you fly over the country, it's like, why? what the fuck? You went through so much bullshit to get to the good stuff. I just keep thinking. <laughs> some people stopped. Why are you here? Why are you here? <laughs> yeah. Why is everyone anywhere? Everybody who's in the middle is somebody who just got tired along the way. Yeah, that's good. Nebraska. Fine. Fuck it. All right. This big ass empty part is mine now. Who cares? But like when you hit the <laughs> desert, I feel like you would take 10 steps in and be like, yeah, no, thank you. I'm heading back. Yet there's Las Vegas. What the hell? I mean, that's the mob, baby. Come on. America's Playground. It's far, and it's surrounded by nothing. Mm-hmm. What the hell? And yet they serve seafood. It's God's miracle. Wasn't thinking about that so much. Hand me the jug. But well, we could lend W.C. a hand till he's got a shelf back, settle back in, maybe give him a loan from this here uh, reward money so she can get the ranch restocked with the best mama cows a man can buy. Ooh, them the milking ones. Mm-hmm. But, partner, I've been thinking past that. Cowboy is hard on work and short on pay, and as I see it, aren't many real cow punching jobs left. Riding fence and putting up windmills ain't my idea of fun. Mm-mm. Yes, sir. It's all about solar, baby. <laughs> Garrett swigged from the bottle and handed it back. I'm getting the green energies, Toby. Could be it's time. Renewables. Could be it's time we started riding a new trail for ourselves. I say we ditch this horse and get ourselves a hybrid. What trail? I've been thinking on what John Pearsall said about us being lawmen. Lawmen? Oh, Doby, how much you had to drink? Not enough. Hand that jug back. Now, 
Did we just bust up that Barker bunch? Yes, but... And didn't Pearsall say that it paid better than cow punching? Doby, Cops lie. There's more to it than that. Pass the bottle. We're not qualified to be lawmen, and a man can get killed in that line of work. Who's qualified? Garrett shrugged. Wyatt. Back, back, back then, to be qualified, I had to do his role into town and be like the biggest guy. I'm the sheriff now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got it, boss. If you is, you is. <laughs> All right, mister. Man get killed by fence wire busting or falling off a windmill, too. He's lucky. Maybe he gets done in by a bronc or a snake bite or a mad mama cow. Study on it, some partner. Way I see it, we ought to be pretty fair hands at packing a badge. How do you figure that? Everybody's good at something. My old grandpappy told me uh. once that if a man ain't got not doing it for you. Gonna just audibly yawn. My <laughs> old grandpappy told me once that if a man ain't good at the job he's got, he ought to try one just the opposite. So we're bound to be good lawmen. Why? On account of we sure ain't worth the damn as owl hoots. Owl hoots. On account of we sure ain't worth the damn as owl hoots. Yeah. The end. That's, that's the end. <laughs> sorry, wow, it's peaking hard. That's the end, huh? That weird word. Okay. Hey, cool. That was dry. Dry as the old west. Desert. <laughs> like a mouthful of sand. But I guess that's how it's supposed to be. I don't know. What well, do you think? When it got you in them big cows. Big mama, mama cows. Big mama. I think it's going to play real well with some uh, good Western music behind it. It better. Oh, we'll see. It better. Or else you're fired well, and it, rehired. I liked Little Doby. Little I liked their partnership. It little Doby. It was nice. Who plays Little Doby in the movie? I got uh, an idea. Oh, yeah. We've done it before, but I think it's perfect. I'm thinking Andy Serkis. Oh, please. In a CGI role, he's about the size of a thimble. Old Jim, a Jiminy Cricket style character. Put you right in his pocket. Put him right in your pocket. Okay. What do you who who, 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 who you got for Doby? Danny DeVito could see that too. On account of his he's tiny affliction. He's a, his affliction. Mama, I've been cursed with a a, a shortness. <laughs> I would love to see him in a western. That's never been. Danny done. DeVito in a western would be freaking cool. Yeah, I'd like that. Ganesh, you got any ideas? I well, <laughs> or Shane, just. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas. JTT? Yeah. He is tiny. We did discuss earlier. He's Dust much him smaller up, than you'd think. Give him some bruises. Dust throw him out him there. Up, rough him up a little bit. Toss him in the desert. Make him eat sand. He'll be a man in no time. He's, you know, bang the uh, poster boy out of him. With, like, your fists. <laughs> bang the poster boy out of him with your fists is an all-timer. He's method. Who plays, who plays what's the other guy, Buck? Yeah, Josh big, Brolin. Big bow. There Ooh, you I was going to say Timothy Oliphant. Hmm. Nah, Josh Brolin's it, dude. That's good. I'm with you, Shane. Yeah. I like what the that. fuck? No love for Oliphant? He's I mean, more... fine. He's a little weak. Oh, what? What? He's a bad guy? No, he's no. He's got to be the bad no, guy. No, never. I wasn't going to say that at all. He plays a, a good, good guy. Hmm. He's a really good bad guy. But this character is like a strong, silent guy. Yeah. Timothy Oliphant's more of a. Yeah, he's like a talker. Cock, he's a, yeah. cock of the walk. You he know? is. He's a little bit more of a snake. Mm. He's, he's, mm. Uh, his uh, speech craft is high, his brawn is low. Whereas Josh Brolin's... He's a bruiser. Big, strong bruiser. Can't think. Got the brain the size of a dime. You ask him a question, you know what he does? Spits. Squints his eyes, then spits. Mm -hmm. okay. And that means, fuck you. It's fucking time. Okay, well, that's terrific. Who else is in this book? A banker and the sheriff. Okay. Oh, the high-pitched deputy. The, the, the deputy sheriff is Wilford Brimley. No. Yeah. Just because of the voice. Well, I'm thinking... Don Knotts, dude. That's, that's actually pretty good. Don Don Knotts. All right, I was thinking, thinking Andy Griffith. Don Knotts. I was thinking that guy from well, funny because it was mentioned. Twelve Angry Men. Mm. That has the really high pitched voice. He kind of sounds like Piglet. I think he might have done Piglet's voice. He's an actor in like the forties. So, so Piglet. Piglet from Winnie the Pooh. Piglet. Put also, a little hat on Piglet. Who good. doesn't want to see that? Also good for Adobe. We got the uh, banker. I don't know. Fucking. Every cartoon character of a banker. No, Scrooge I know. Scrooge McDuck. I know who I want for the banker. Hmm. He's going to be a city type. Okay. He's going to be a big city guy. Big city banker. But you dirty him up. Mm. Looks good in the Old West, but as a city Western guy. Let's hear it. Well, I forgot his name. Okay. But wow. he's in the, the, in the show uh, Vinyl. In the show Vinyl? The short run <laughs> HBO drama? Yeah, it's a Scorsese production. I, I, you talking... Bobby Cannavale. That's it. That's my guy. I want him. <laughs> Not bad. 
Not bad. Not bad at all. Did you see him? I could see Bobby Cannavale in damn near every role. It's true. I can't believe we haven't cast him yet. Maybe we have in the past. I think, we, I I think we've had this exact same thing where I, I say vinyl and you go, what? Vinyl, the short run project of Martin Scorsese on HBO? <laughs> Bio must be Bobby Cannavale. Okay, well, great. Bobby, you're in. That's it. I'm, I've grown tired of this game. What is that it? We done here? Horses. Horses. Who plays the horses? How about, and hear me out here. Oh, boy. Couple of horses. Uh, yeah, I like the way you think. Get a couple stallions, a couple mustangs. You know, if production is tight on budget. Donkeys. I, I'm not. I mean, we could go mules. It plays. You just show the hooves down. So nothing. <laughs> show anything. Okay, we go. We got some horse hooves here. Let's look like mules. Eh, well, take it or leave it. Okay, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Morris Reese for our music and to Chris Linquist for our art. You can find us at AMZN Book Club on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash AMZN Book Club. Give us $5 a month and we'll give you some undetermined number of free episodes per month. It's always a surprise. What was our last one? At least one and a maximum of two. Our last one, boy, it was goosebumps and it's a real thrill ride, folks. Choose your own adventure. Choose your own adventure. It's a little twist in this format. Um, okay, if you want to find us on the internet, it's bookclubpodcast.com. If you want to give us a call, Ganesh, what's that freaking phone number? 567-309-0357. Call me up. 567-309-0357. Tell me about your venereal disease like our friend Morris. Whatever you got in the bag for us, we'll take it. That's it. Thanks for sticking around. Sorry. Again. For the podcast. Bye. Unwanted. Oh wow. This would be a good this would be a good one for the accent. Oh wow. <laughs> I'm just a bow rider. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm a I'm a bow rider. <laughs> they got me on the biggest bows in West Texas. <laughs> Got me on the biggest bullshit, West Texas. <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs>